0: This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Deanna Bartolini, a speaker, writer, and spiritual director who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. Hello, everyone. It's Deanna Bartolini with the Not Lukewarm Podcast. I am happy to be with you today. We're going to continue our talk about grace. Before I begin... I want to let you know that I am available to come and speak to your parish, to your group. So I will leave a link in the show notes as to how you can contact me. And it has like some list of talks also that might help you in deciding if me coming to visit you virtually or in person would be something that would be helpful to your group or ministry. Before I begin talking about grace, I came across Mother Teresa, St. Teresa of Calcutta said, and I think it goes very well with this notion of grace that we're considering. And this is what she says. I used to pray that God would feed the hungry or do this or that. But now I pray that he will guide me to do whatever I'm supposed to do, what I can do. I used to pray for answers, but now I'm praying for strength. I used to believe that prayer changes things, but now I know that prayer changes us and we change things. How are we going to have the strength, the courage, the fortitude to do what we are supposed to do? How are we supposed to change the things that we are meant to change? I think grace is an answer to those questions. I want to just Briefly, go over what is grace. We we talked last time, and I don't want to make you go back and listen to that whole podcast. Though, if you haven't listened to it, I think you should because it was a a good episode. That would imply that some episodes are not so good. Eh, let's just go with it was a good episode. You'll learn a lot. But what is grace? So we we've talked about grace is a gift. It is a gift from God, and it helps us to live out our Christian life. And grace is referenced in both the Old and the New Testaments. In the Old Testament, grace seems very similar to mercy. And when we receive grace, just as we do when we receive mercy, there's an action that corresponds to that reception of the gift, and that action is thanksgiving. When we are in a loving relationship, which hopefully the relationship you have with God is one of love, therefore your reaction or your response to his grace and mercy is thanksgiving. That's what grace is in a nutshell. There are other nuances, and we'll talk about that another time. So then the question is, when am I gonna get this grace that I need? When am I gonna get this grace that I need? Saint Rose of Lima said that the gifts of grace increase as the struggles increase. So the more you need, the more you will receive. Grace is not like going to the supermarket and stocking up when it's buy one, get one free. Grace is not like that. The actual grace to do the hard thing that is in front of you, to do the the answer to the prayer that you're sitting around going, Lord, answer this prayer. And he's saying, mm-hmm, you, you, my friend are the answer to the prayer. You're going to do this. And so in that concern that we have in those struggles that we have, the more we ask for the grace, the more we're going to receive. Because we have to remember, grace is ours to access. How can we access grace? Well, we have habitual and sacramental grace. Those graces are with us all the time. Habitual grace is the grace that we have by virtue of our baptism. And then sacramental grace are the graces that we receive when we receive the sacraments. When we go and receive Holy Communion, we not only received the body and blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, that grace carries us. We receive grace from that sacrament. When we go to confession, we receive forgiveness of our sins, and then there is a grace attached to that to help us to not sin again. But what we're looking for in these times of struggles is beyond the base of habitual or sacramental grace. So if we, if we look at it like Like, uh, if I could show you, I can't show you. I'm, I'm motioning with my hands. Why can't you see? The base, right, is habitual grace because the Holy Spirit is in us. And we have been given habitual grace by virtue of our baptism and that we are believers and followers of Jesus. And then above that, sacramental grace. And then there's actual grace, the stuff that we're looking for now, because something big is happening. There's a particular reason, there's a particular purpose. What is this grace we need? I'm going to say that one place to find grace is scripture. I'll explain. When we read the word of God, it changes us. It's like when Mother Teresa said, I used to believe that prayer changes things, but now I know that prayer changes us and we change things. Scripture is not meant to be read and put back on the shelf. It's the living word of God. And where does it live? Well, it lives in us. And we have to act in a way that shows it lives in us. And we do that by holding on to God's grace. And so one of the things that I find very helpful is to have particular scriptures that I have memorized. Uh, Maybe I haven't always memorized them to the absolute perfect word for word that I would read them off to you on this podcast without looking at them, but enough that I know what I can hold on to in times of struggle, in times of trial. Those verses are reminders of God's grace for me. And they can be reminders of God's grace for you as well. The trick, well, it's not really a trick. The, the way to find those, though, is to read scripture. Another thing that you can use to help you find scripture that is meaningful and serves the purpose that you're looking for it to serve is in that moment, is a concordance. So a concordance is you type in a word or a phrase, and then you can find all the verses that apply or use that word or phrase. And the one that I like to use is uh, BibleGateway.com, and I'll drop a link to that. But I would suggest, too, beyond the online concordance is a paperback, or a hardback Bible, a Bible that you hold in your hands, not one that's on your tablet, one that you flip through the pages. My suggestion is you use the one that is used in the church that you attend. If you are Catholic, we use at Mass, the New American Bible, the revised edition. There are also Bible apps, there are journaling Bibles, youth Bibles, children's Bibles, all sorts of different Bibles. Find a Bible you like and use it. And when I say use it, to me, That means you're gonna underline in it, you're gonna write in it, you're gonna put sticky notes in it. If you're creative and you get like a journaling Bible, you can color in it. I tend to use a pencil in my Bible because I've not yet found pens that don't bleed through. And I know that they say they have pens that don't bleed through, but I just, I don't wanna go there. So I use a pencil in my Bible and I use sticky notes and it's all in there. Everything that goes through my mind as I'm reading there, I oftentimes jot notes. But beyond that, what is it that you need to be reminded of from God? What grace do you need? Do you need the grace of knowing that God loves you? Do you need the grace to persevere? Do you need the grace of more courage or more strength? Are you tired? Whatever grace you need, you can put in those few words in the concordance and find some verses that will be helpful. I'm going to focus now on the verses that go along with God's love and care. And I'm not going to read all of them, but just a couple of them that have always struck me and that I do hold on to. This one in particular, I find very helpful. It's Exodus 14:14, 14, 14, and I know I have mentioned it before on the podcast. This is what it says. The Lord will fight for you. You have only to keep still. You have only to keep still. This is like the the neon light that should be somewhere in my house, right? Because I am the kind of person that the more upset I get, the more I keep thinking, if I keep going and going and going, I'm going to fix it. And oftentimes that's the worst thing because I make myself a little frenetic. I sometimes get a little tense. That's an understatement. And I'm not the kind person I would like to be. And then nobody wants to help me solve my problem because I'm just not nice. So this one, the Lord will fight for you. You have only to be still, Exodus 14, 14. And that is coming on the heels of the Israelites coming through the Red Sea. And they're upset and afraid. And Moses says to them, stop, be still. Another, which is good for when we are wondering, is God paying attention? Are you listening? Is he listening to, to us? Deuteronomy 7, verses 6 to 9. I'm not going to read all of them, but I'm going to say this. What it starts off with, it says that you are a people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you from all the peoples on the face of the earth to be a people, specially his own. You have been chosen. You are Holy. God has called you to be his own. Yes, he is speaking to the Israelites, but that is our foundation. We have the Old Testament. We believe the Old Testament is true for us just as it was true for them. So that's important. And then what about this? What about when you feel that you are overwhelmed by the circumstances of a situation, that little you cannot solve this huge problem? Well, what about... You remember the story about David and Goliath? It's not just a cute Bible story for kids. So it's in 1 Samuel chapter 16 and 17. 17 is where it really comes together. So 1 Samuel 17, and this verse just struck me so much uh, when I read it. It's 1 Samuel seventeen fifty. Thus David triumphed over the Philistine with sling and a stone. He struck the Philistine dead and did it without a sword in his hand. Now, I am not advocating you get a slingshot, stones, t- that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is when you think you do not have the resources to do this task in front of you, whatever it might be. What I'm going to say is that David triumphed over Goliath because he trusted the Lord. David triumphed over Goliath because he trusted the Lord. Read that, read that story, It doesn't, it's not going to take you long. And what do you take away from that? What do you take away from that story of David and Goliath? There are many other verses that you could use for many other things, and I will list some of them. So courage, Psalm 54 and Psalm 56 are good options to look at for their strength. Again, Exodus, Isaiah, lots of different verses in there. Because remember, in the Old Testament, in some ways, the people... I mean, the whole Old Testament is, is the sense of the people going away from God, coming back from God and coming back to him, go away and back, away and back. And as he calls them back, he says to them, look, look at what I have done. Look how you don't need to do what you think you need to do, but rather you need to focus on me and what I can do for you and what I will do for you. God does not call us to something and go, yeah, have a good time. See you later. He doesn't do that. It may seem that he does that. And you've heard this before. This is not a novel thing that's going to be about to come out of my mouth. When we're in trouble and we think God is missing, we're not paying attention. He didn't move. We did. And scripture calls us back. And it is a reminder that he indeed is our strength and our salvation. That he indeed is going to fight for you. That he indeed has called you. That he indeed will take what little thing you can offer, a sling and a stone, and help you overcome what needs to be overcome. The key is to turn toward him, constantly be turning toward him and asking for the grace. So, your not lukewarm challenge for this week is this I want you to either go on Bible Gateway, type in a couple of words of some things you're looking for help with, or look through the verses that I list in the show notes. And find a couple of them that speak to what you need right now. So I want you to come up, let's just say with two verses that are going to help you when you feel as if God's grace is gone and you need an infusion, turn to his word and it will be there. And those verses will guide you through whatever it is you need. I hope you have a wonderful week. I hope that this episode has blessed you and I hope you do your best to always live, not lukewarm. Thanks for listening to the Not Lukewarm Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, tell a friend, or leave a review wherever you listen. Show notes and links are at notlukewarmpodcast.com.